Welcome, friends, to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. Let's talk loneliness and boundaries. Hi, everybody. Today's episode is coming to you at a request from actually two different clients in different arenas of my life asking me to do a podcast about loneliness especially some of it having to do with gifted people with emotional overexcitabilities and boundaries. How does it all work together anyway? Well, I'm going to attempt to cover at least just the surface of this. This is a very big question with lots of nuances. and Every one of us has our own unique way of living through and dancing with these two concepts. So if there's anything extra that you would like after you hear this podcast, feel free to email me and I'll see how I can serve you with these things. But let's get into it, shall we? So let's talk about loneliness first. I wrote a book called The Loneliness Cure to help people see that loneliness isn't necessarily what people think it is. Some people think loneliness and being alone are the same thing. They can interact, but they're not the same thing. Because I'm an introvert, and when I'm alone, I'm not always lonely. But yet I have felt lonely much of my life, especially when I was younger. And as I reflect and I look at this, I realize that loneliness has to do with being siloed or isolated or separated in reality or in perception from others. Because we're pack animals, humans are pack animals, we're meant to be an energetic connection with others of our same species. So when we're not, loneliness can surface. There's different kinds of loneliness, right? There's a loneliness that has to do with physical separation, which is what most people think about. Oh, I'm isolated. Or there's nobody around me. Or even in a crowd of people, I feel alone and disconnected. See, it's not the number of people. It's our perception and how we're thinking about whether we are connected or not to those people around us. I remember many times when I was younger, in high school, it really comes out where I was around a lot of people. And they were great. And I really loved it. And inside I had this loneliness because I felt like I was different than them and they couldn't see it. And I didn't know what it was. And and there was this weird inner disconnect. So I had a lot of loneliness, even though on the outside, there were plenty of people and my friendships were wonderful and things were good. So the loneliness can happen physically, but it also happens emotionally where We don't think people will understand how we're feeling, especially like in grief, where it's there's a conflicting mass of emotion and grief and we don't really understand it. And sometimes ourselves and other people say they understand, but they don't really get it in the same way because no two people do it the same. And there's all these things that can have us feel isolated or alone or separate from others. It is also spiritual loneliness, right? where uh, what I believe is not what you believe. And so therefore I keep my mouth shut and I stay isolated, maybe because people aren't open-minded or they don't know how to dialogue or whatever the reason. I'm not going to get into reasons in this podcast. I just want to review that loneliness is much bigger than just being alone. 
And it has to do with our sense of connection and our sense of belonging. So in my book, The Loneliness Cure, I did talk about how it's not just if I'm around people that there are steps we can take in order to maintain our connection. Because it first starts with our spiritual connection, which means our connection to our inner vision and purpose and our connection to the greater world. That's what I mean by spiritual. So how can we get there? That's loneliness. Now we have boundaries over here. Boundaries. <laughs> oh, what a topic. I should probably do a show just on boundaries. Boundaries are very interesting because they're fluid and they're always moving. So if you have really static, rigid, this is the way it is, boundaries, you're acting out of fear. And that's not the healthiest option all the time. Boundaries are kind of like the system. They're the scaffolding, if you will, that allow us to live our lives. They give us the box, the parameters through which we do things. And there's two major sets of boundaries. There's the outer boundaries, which is the criteria I use to let other people in. Now, it's letting other people in emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, socially. Lots of levels. Then there's the inner boundaries. These are, the, these are important, and a lot of people miss this. The inner boundaries are the criteria that we use inside of ourselves to know how much of me I'm bringing to this situation, whatever it is. So we all have an inner criteria that lets us know how much of us to bring forward into any situation. And that's healthy. It's healthy to have good, resourceful boundaries that respond to our life day to day. I had a friend that, and I love her so much, she can talk like nobody else. And we would get, we were on a trip together and we got in an elevator. We had to go four floors, four. And somebody asked her in the elevator, how are you today? Well, between the lobby and the fourth floor of this hotel, these people got to hear how we met, what we were doing, and just about anything you could ever imagine that just fit into the time. And all they said is, how are you doing today? So there's a different boundary setting. It's not necessarily right or wrong. It's not about that. It's about, is it effective? Is it working? I never ask myself, is this bad or good? I always say, is what I'm doing, is what's happening working? If it's not working, we need to look at it. If it is working, then great. So there's all kinds of inner boundaries. How much of me do I let show up? And then there's all kinds of external ways that we have criteria for how we're going to let another person, entity, situation, whatever, into our world. Now, some people have boundaries that look open, but they're really made of plexiglass. So people think they're in, they think they're close, and they're not. And that yields loneliness on the person who has the plexiglass up because those other people think they're connected and they want to be connected. But the person with the plexiglass boundary up can look outside and it looks like everything is right there and connected, but they don't feel it. But they're not feeling it because they have an invisible barrier that they put up somewhere along the line that they're not seeing. So if you ever think that you want to be connected in a situation or you feel that and it's not you're not feeling it. Look for a, what I call a plexiglass boundary, something that you have up that keeps people at a distance that maybe you put up and you don't need it anymore or maybe not with this one person. Because sometimes we build up new boundaries to protect ourselves or keep ourselves safe. 
And then that time passes and it's time to relook at the boundary, which is why I always say they're fluid. Now there's also boundaries and a different kind of them that I call a veil, like a really thin cloth veil that you see often around people of notoriety. So I call it kind of like as you get velocity in your life and in your career and in your world, and you start making progress and the momentum starts, there becomes a vulnerability there. And one of the vulnerabilities is that a veil goes down. Like people think they know you. If you're a singer songwriter and I work with a lot of musicians, people think they know you through your music and they do on some level, but they don't know you all the way. Right. So that can create loneliness, that veil. Or if you're somebody who's leading a big organization or you're in a public eye for any reason, there is a veil around you. People think they know who you are by whatever they see. That's a part of it, but it's not all of it. You know, some of the Olympic athletes, um, I think it was Simone Biles actually, recently was said there's more to me than gymnastics, right? And that's true. There's, it's true about all of us. There's more to us than what people see in that public eye. So that veil acts as a boundary where people look at that veil, they look through the veil and they think they know the person and they make judgments and assessments and they think they know and they don't know. And so if you're in a position where you're behind the veil, you can experience a lot of loneliness because you'll see all those people out there thinking they know you and they don't know you. And so you're not connected and remember, loneliness comes from that disconnection. So there's lots of ways that loneliness and variant kinds of boundaries can, can interact and can feed each other. Yes, it's, it's a really sometimes unique and complex thing. So I'm just trying to cover like the ways to look at it. So one of the big ways that I can tell if somebody's going to have loneliness and boundary issues is if their boundaries are squishy or they're unbalanced, if they start getting kind of hesitant, and, and I just use the word squishy because that's what it feels like. It feels all squishy. When there's no firmness in what they say they stand for or what's important, or are the kids running the household or the adults who's, who's running the show here? I work with a lot of parents and sometimes I, want, I wonder who's running the show. It's a five-year-old running the show, the kids, or is the adult? Squishy boundaries will make it so that the children run the house more than the adults, right? Or what about being afraid to be alone? And so we stay in relationships that aren't necessarily healthy, or we don't say what's necessarily true so that we'll still be loved and cared about and that person will stay around and we come out of integrity in order to get our needs met or our perceived needs met. All of these squishy examples around boundaries create loneliness because the truth is when we come out of integrity and we separate ourselves, okay, from our own alignment, then we are creating our own loneliness. The other people can't be close to us even if they think they are. And we're creating that chasm by letting our boundaries be unhealthy and by coming out of integrity. There's so many factors to consider. So pay attention to your boundaries. Like I had a client one time tell me I, they would do anything to be loved. They had such a strong fear of being alone that they stayed in not so great relationships. And then what happened was they kept changing their boundaries to please the other person and the other person 
did not respect him anymore because they could never understand what was happening. And people with healthy, regulated boundaries that are clear are much more respected because think about it. You know the rules. You know the rules with that person, don't you? If you know their yes means yes, their no means no, and this is how they operate, if you know that, then you respect them more. Then the connection can be more full and the loneliness drops away. Some people are afraid that they set healthy boundaries that people will leave them. Well, maybe the people who are taking advantage of them or using them or abusing them will leave them. But the healthy people respect healthy boundaries in others. Now, it doesn't mean that you get to have squishy boundaries for decades and decades and all of a sudden get really angry and put the law down. That's not what I'm talking about. When we set boundaries out of anger or resentment or fear, we're part of the problem. We're creating loneliness by letting those energies run our show. I hope I'm making sense. We want to have instead of the squishy, unbalanced kind of, you know, about to fall down boundaries, we want to have resourceful, healthy boundaries where who I bring forward in a situation and what I allow into my life in any situation, all is in integrity and in alignment with my authentic, real self. So in order to really be sure that we are connected to others in a healthy way, it takes a lot of introspection. It takes a lot of awareness that we grow and evolve over time. Therefore, our boundaries will change. Our sense of connection will alter and change and be different. And it's all good. If it's not changing in your life, you're creating stagnation, which will change it for a devolving kind of state of affairs rather than an evolving state of affairs. And our goal here is to allow our boundaries and our loneliness to come together so that the loneliness itself, that perception of separation drops away. It drops away when we're clear, when we're honest, when we're living in alignment and integrity, that our mental, emotional, spiritual, social, and physical selves all are lined up, that everybody's headed in the same direction and we're acting in that integrity. That's when the loneliness drops away because the right people show up because they are attracted to it. And you can discern who the right people are a lot better because you are clear. So when you change your mind every five minutes or you're squishy, like a lot of people are, you're sending the message that you, that disconnection is going to happen. You're sending the message that you can be used. You're sending the message that other, I call them energy vampires, that those people who will just come and take, 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 take. So if those are problems in your life, then you probably want to pay attention to it. And if you're a taker person, want to look at that because there's a problem there that means you're lonely and your boundaries aren't doing so well so the one of the best ways one of the best ways really help foster releasing even the perception of loneliness and having our boundaries be really functioning and healthy and vibrant and alive is to realize that there's great power in the energy of personal human connection now, with this pandemic going on and everybody being separated in lots of different ways, you can see the huge reunion starting to happen because the drive for personal human connection is in our cells. It's in our DNA. We are mammals and we are meant to be together with others of the same species energetically. That energy exchange back and forth 
that energy exchange, whether it's ideas or a hug or holding hands or just sitting together or hearing each other's voices, all of those things are so important. So I encourage you not to let the trance of, of electronics alter the fact that human connection is vital. So if you fool yourself into thinking that everything on screens is giving you the connection you need, like some young people I'm hearing, you're missing the mark. You're going to create existential loneliness by doing that because we are required in our neurons, in our cells, in our brain, in our, in our structure, deeper than our minds. Our structure, our innate structure requires energetic connection to others of the same species, requires it in order for health, wellness, prosperity, success, growth, requires it. When we don't have that, we have what we call failure to thrive. The way you take care of failure to thrive is authentic connection in a way that both people can receive. That law of reciprocity, so important. Knowing what our boundaries are, so important because they go together. If I have to have my walls up because you're going to take, 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 or you're going to yell and I don't like being yelled at or whatever, then that is a, a breeding ground for more loneliness. So we want to create psychological safety for each other. We want to be really clear on what our expectations are, what we desire, what's important, all of these things. Every time that you step down or you're less clear or you come out of integrity, it's not noble. It's just not noble. Every time you act from anger and fear and greed and avarice, you're way out of alignment. We're meant to be aligned. We're meant to be speaking and thinking and acting and in accordance with our heart's desire, with the highest good for all concerned. So when we have loneliness in our lives, there's something out of wonkiness here. There's a separation that either we created or someone else did. Maybe we're going to an empty well, right? Maybe we're trying to be close to somebody who has all these walls up. And you think you're going to get through the walls. Well, the only one who can take a wall down is the person who built it. That's how that works. So you're beating on somebody's wall trying to get close to them and they're not letting you in. You may want to reevaluate your investment in that beating on the wall. Just saying. So this is a big topic. I've covered a lot of ideas already. And I think what really matters is that we become aware on a deeper soul level that there's much more going on here than just, oh, I'm isolated because I didn't see my friends because of the pandemic and I didn't see my family. That's one part of it. There's so much more. And it matters that we realize that our boundaries are what's important. What is your criteria for how you know how you are going to show up in any situation. Do you know what that criteria is? Do you know how you choose what parts of you come into each situation? Are you conscious of it? Or are you sleepwalking? Do you know your criteria for how you allow others into your world on all these different levels? Yeah. Do you know? And if you don't know, it, this is time to start learning because it's, it matters that we have clarity and it matters that we are seeking a better integrity, a better alignment, and more health for ourselves, for all of us. It matters. So if you need help with it, look me up. I'll help you with it. There's lots of people who can help you with it. But do something about it. Take an action that serves you. And I want to thank you 
or listening. And if you have questions or you need something else, please email me, put a note here. I will be happy to do anything I can to support you. In the meantime, if you liked this episode, like it, share it with your friends, subscribe to the platform you're listening to me on. And if you'd really liked it, will you please do a review? Yes. Reviews really help all of us. And I love to hear the feedback. Sometimes people say, well, you talk about really deep things, Diane, and I don't know how to do a review. Well, you could just simply do, say something simple, right? Like it hit home or thank you. But some kind of review for anybody that you're listening to really matters. It supports all of the people who are out here serving. So remember, your boundaries and your loneliness are connected. It matters that you're aware. Awareness is the first step. So become aware, become open, tell yourself the truth, and begin to free yourselves from the bondage that keeps this progressive kind of loneliness following you around by allowing yourself to be authentically connected to others of the same species. Until the next episode, if someone gets me, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.